Welcome, welcome, 6 a.m. run community, 6 a.m. runners, everyone that's really been helping out with this podcast. We have episode, I don't even know what number anymore, but I really want to first start off by showing some gratitude to all the runners out there that have been helping this podcast and, and our new venture. You know, we always want to provide all of you in our community, whether you're a 6 a.m. run customer, if, if you're not, even more, you know, we're grateful for you being part of our community. Just, you know, it's been a really awesome ride to have some really amazing guests. I feel like I'm, it's crazy. Real quick, before I introduce our guests, I'll say, I feel like I'm on this journey, learning a lot, talking to some really cool individuals in the space with different, they all different backgrounds. And like, I feel like as I'm on this kind of like personal journey and learning and talking to people, I'm glad that as the CEO of this company and founder, I can kind of bring you guys with me and the support and the questions you guys then send me to ask or, or follow up on. That's been amazing. So real quick, I just want to share that. And this episode, I'm even positive. I just in our pre-call and, and they're, they're here right here as I'm in, about to introduce the two people we're going to talk to. So our pre-call, this is just going to be another episode where I know there's going to be so much that you guys can absorb and get out of uh, without further ado. But I always like to let our guests kind of, I feel like there's never a better hype man than yourself sometimes, right? So with that, Mr. and Mrs. Hindmarsh, uh, doctors, both yes. of you, right? Yes, abs- both. Awesome. Take it away. Why? And in our pre-call, I told you, but please, why are you guys on here? And why did I really want you guys on the show? I guess I'll start. You know, my name's Tim Hindmarsh. I've uh, practiced family medicine, urgent care, hospital medicine for almost the last 30 years, the same as me. We were classmates. Um, we actually got married four days after we graduated from medical school. So that was kind wow. of interesting. Um, so we've been had a very wide scope of medical practice in uh, rural Oregon. So the typical kind of country doctor stuff that used to exist, where you did everything. We did death investigations, delivered babies, worked in the ICU, you know, everything except ER. That was the only place we didn't do shifts. So it was awesome. And during that, what I what changed my life and allowed me to get into medical school, there's no question about this, was running. I started running when I was 19 years old. Wow. I didn't know I had ADD. I just, people just thought I was active. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. It didn't really have a name back then. But I found that if I came home after, you know, a day of university and I went for a run, I could focus my attention and study for, you know, three hours every night. And that's what I did. And that's what got me in and through medical school and really changed my life. And so... Through that, started in the early 90s, running marathons, some half marathons, and then tons of action sports, windsurfing, skydiving, barefoot water skiing, motocross, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. And those are kind of my driving passions was activity. And running kind of opened all that up, gave me the mental clarity and the physical fitness to enjoy the mm-hmm. stuff I really liked. Wow. May. Yeah, well, um, hi. So I'm May Hindmarsh. Yes, my background's a little bit different than his, but we've both been active together throughout our almost 30 years of marriage now. I always joke that he takes me along for the ride on all these crazy action sports, and I'm the one that gets injured. I'm the sacrificial lamb. So I've got a long story, which we can maybe get into, of, of overcoming injury and persisting. But yeah, we met in med school. I had been, I did not grow up a runner. I was a swimmer and actually curling, you know, curling, that sport that's now I famous. Do. And, and by the way, swimming. <laughs> so hold on. So so our clients, I should clarify too real quick. They didn't mean yeah. to interrupt you. I, I love hearing this. But swimming and cycling and triathletes have really come to mm-hmm. us. 
and it's a cardiovascular. My daughter does basketball. I used to do soccer. So there's a cardio aspect to our product and our company. Again, I don't want, I never want to make this show about our product, but just to answer, you are, in my opinion, swimming is right up there. It's, there's that cardio, lungs, breathing. Swimming is not easy in terms of, you know, but yeah, 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 no, you know, no problem. So yeah, that was my background. I was swimming was my first love for aerobic exercise growing up. I did, yeah, curling, unless you're pushing the broom and huffing and puffing. <laughs> That's some cardio right there. But anyway, Tim and I met in college. He kind of tried to hook me into running. I tried it a little <laughs> bit and it was one of those, this is so painful, it hurts. And I couldn't get past that initial bit for quite a few years of our marriage. I got stuck at the three mile thing. But um, as time went on, before we had kids, I actually did a few triathlons. That became my thing, mostly because I loved the swimming part and cycling wasn't bad. It was just the running that I hated. And throughout the years, I've kind of just been very adept at trying different things. I mean, from cycling, skiing, uh, I get taken into the barefoot water skiing realm with Tim and we've done all that. It's been a challenge for me because Throughout my life, I have been a long, lifelong migraine sufferer. So that makes yeah. exercise and planning things a little tough. And then I have an autoimmune illness, which really came to its full head like in 2010, which we had trouble pinpointing the name of it. It's kind of a more of a mixed connective tissue. I have inflammatory cartilage stuff. So it left me with a few new joints and multiple surgeries. And so yeah. I have throughout my athletic career learned to kind of overcome injury, work around them, adapt. And same with, you know, my migraine and just never, never give up. But man, without, without sports, I wouldn't have been able to survive oh. motherhood, work, marriage, all that. It ever, you know, it's a great outlet and health. Well, you hit a nail. I mean, you know, sometimes with me, like it's, you know, both of you are obviously talking exactly our language and you're in this community as well. It's, for me, running every day is mental clarity. My wife calls it rangry if I don't run, right? I can take issues from the day before. I can plan what's going to happen in my day. I don't think, maybe I do. I've never been clinically diagnosed ADD or anything, but I know that that's an hour a day that I can kind of clear my head, right? And also kind of get, you know, centered and focused. So to your, I think you just hit that nail on the head too. So it's like, I, I think we can get into that a little bit. And to your guys' also point, I want to, one of the things I really want to kind of talk about a little bit too that you guys just said is, and Dr. Tim said this, I want to touch this base on, we talked about the pre-call. I'm trying to figure out in my mind how to say this. There's no shape or form of a runner I've learned. One of the reasons I just did my first New York City Marathon, I was inspired because I would see like a bigger gentleman walk up to our booth, right? And I would start talking to the wife who was fit right? And, oh, here, try our product. You're running tomorrow. And the wife would be like, he's running. And I'm like, you know, and there's a stereotype I think people have. And I was brought back to reality, you know, like, oh my God, like, okay. And the, the gentleman, I never remembered his name, um, but I remember the, obviously the story. And it was like, look, I'm not going to finish in four hours or two hours, but I'm going to run. I'm not going to walk and I'm going to finish this marathon. I might not look like it, but I am. And to me, that was so inspiring. I don't, I don't want to talk too much. I really want to give you guys this platform because Tim, you know, you kind of hit that, sir. And I really am excited for you guys to kind of share that journey. And I think our runners and your wife and you guys are sharing that. Like, it's like anyone can get there and there's some work involved. 
you know, I'm excited. Tell us about your guys' journey there. And and you talked about it in our pre-call. So I'm really excited to hear your journey, Dr. Tim. Yeah. You know, like I start, like I said, I started when I was 19. You know, it was a good weight control. I'm I'm naturally kind of a box, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of my natural build would, would be towards the Joe Rogan side. So shorter and really square and I gained muscle really quickly. And then, you know, so running wasn't necessarily a natural thing, but from a mental perspective, it was just crazy. And I actually, you know, I did all right. I mean, I was what, 35 years old and could run 320 in a marathon. Wow. That is great. That's a great, which is fine. I mean, that's seven thirty eights or whatever. So that's, that's like actually running. And that, that was my best. I'm worse than that, by the way, that's like a B, I think that's BQ time. Uh, not quite, not quite. It's about 10 minutes too slow. I think it's three ten or three fifteen. That's, I mean, He's like, he says it like it's a big failure. That's like 10 minutes away from BQ time. That's I think that's amazing, sir. I know. And so it's like, so I have the kind of more runner body and I've never been fast. I'm like the long, slow. I mean, I like the long, slow. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I'll keep going forever, but I'm not going to run his pace. But maybe I'll last him. I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so you and I, are, like, yeah, I always, I always say to people, I don't want to get off topic. I feel like there's, and both of them, by the way, are a lot of exertion, but I feel like there is jogging and then what you do, sir, and that's running. Yeah. And, you know, there's a couple things in there. So the journey started, you know, I was 19 years old. I'd run three miles every day after school. That gave me the mental clarity to, you know, be able to perform in medical school. And then there's the whole medical school and residency, which has its own set of challenges. Oh my God. Sort of kind of fell out of, you know, residency is terrible because it's like super long shifts. You don't sleep and you eat garbage. Yeah. And so shortly after, like actually at the end of residency and in the beginning of when we uh, had moved from Canada to Oregon, I started running quite a bit more and I ran my first marathon in 1993, uh, Victoria Marathon. I highly recommend it. It's flat, it's fast. It's uh, right at Canadian Thanksgiving, which is the first Monday of October, October first or second. And mm-hmm. it, it's the Sunday before. And it is an outstanding course. It's a super well-organized. It's beautiful. Usually the weather is perfect. It's like 60 degrees and just, I cannot recommend it more highly. So, and I did that one a couple of times. And so, you know, you, you really kind of get hooked and it was awesome. But I think there's a caution out there because, you know, like even into my forties, it was like no big deal. I could always run. If I wanted to mm-hmm. lose a little weight, I jack my mileage up a little bit and just decrease, you know, decrease what I'm eating or cut out booze or soda or whatever is your bad thing kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And then uh, because I really love skiing and I really love these other sports, I started getting injured and I started having meniscal tears from just, you know, running from running 35 or 40,000 miles in my life. Wow. And it's really important. Like I would really stress this to endurance athletes. Once you get hooked, I don't think that there is anything else like running as far as the ability to very quickly get into the, that endorphin rush, that dopamine feeling, et cetera, et cetera. But it's really important to cross train, to have other activities, mm-hmm. to have for fallbacks and also to help prevent injury. And when you inevitably do get injured, you recover quickly. If you're strong, right. you recover quicker. I think I'm sensing a I told you so moment coming up in my head. <laughs> it's never happened in our marriage ever. <laughs> no, <before>. never. Because <laughs> I used to be doing the hit class and these other things with a, a friend of mine who owns a gym. And I'd be like, you know, you need to cross train. You need to try a little even yoga. Let's go cycling. Maybe you should try. The, I said, you just got your running. You're going to someday something's going to happen. 
Well, and the thing is, though, you get used to during a certain kind of activity right. and it's hard to suck at stuff. Like it's hard to go back and be a beginner. And that's a really, really big deal. You know, people, because I did tons and tons of windsurfing. People would say, you know, why aren't you kiteboarding? And I go, because I don't want to go back because I know what I'm doing. You know, now I'm going to start kiteboarding this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think there's generational stuff too. I always say, I look at my daughter and there definitely is more, I think, I think this generation competes, don't get me wrong. But I think when the example I look, and I don't know if this is right or wrong, by the way, I struggle with this internally. What I like about this generation is they can lose at something like a game. They can lose in a sport. They can lose on a test. They have a more... I'll just get them next time mentality, which by the way, I don't know if that's right or wrong. I know with me, if, if, if you got me after a loss in soccer in high school, I wanted to kill everyone. Like I was that angry, right? I look at my daughter, if she loses a basketball game, literally, and she, she's upset, don't get me wrong, but she's also more optimistic for the next time, right? She's like, well, I got another game Tuesday. I got another game Tuesday. I'm just going to take care of it then. And it's like, okay, I, like, I wish I could be like that. And, and to your point, Dr. Tim, it's like, I don't know what's right or wrong. I know exactly what you're saying. I've been running so long and people tell me, go start lifting and lifting weights. And I'm like, I probably couldn't lift what I used to lift in college. And that's going to piss me off if I start lifting and I can't even get 245s on the bar. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. No, I mean, earlier in my life, I mean, honestly, I almost had to be 50 to be normal like as far as just not being super competitive with myself, like we'd go on, like I was the worst person in the entire universe to go on vacation with because it's like, well, we got to do like 17 different sports in a day or else like we're, we're wasting our time. Like, look at where we are. This is like the greatest scuba diving place in the world. Let's do like seven dives. And go. Right, right, you know, right. I mean, I was our honeymoon. We, I would windsurf and scuba dive every single day. I mean, yeah, and it's like, I, I need a vacation from our vacations. That's how it is. It's no, like the, you, it's no, like yeah, the morning yeah. activity, afternoon activity, the late afternoon activity. And, you know, there's plus minus because, yeah, as we joke, he's the gas on the break. It's like, yeah, get me uh-huh. going. But it's like, OK, we need to slow down a little bit here. But <laughs> Disney World, Disney World, our first family trip to Disney World. I was like, how am I losing weight? Cause like walking, like, I don't, this is like, no, don't get me wrong. I, I shouldn't say it wasn't fun, but I'm like, this is a job. Like the girls want to do this, this, and this. You have to like map it out. I was like, I just spent $5,000 to work. Like I'm working too hard right now to spend $5,000. Somebody needs to pay me $5,000 to be here right now. You know what no I mean? Kidding. So I'm totally with you guys on that. And I think I love this conversation we're having because a lot of our audience is that 30 plus have families, have these kind of struggles. I want to talk a little bit. We're kind of coming to the halftime of our conversation here. And I want to make sure we get a couple things in you guys on a daily basis. Now, do you still practice medicine? I know you have your own show. I know you not only say treat people, maybe that's the wrong word, but you guys now are focused on helping people and taking the things that you've learned. And by the way, I got to say, unfortunately, guys, we're audio only. So as we're talking, if you guys can click on the bio of these two, you will see I'm looking at two people who do not, Dr. Tim said 50, his wife looks amazing, not 50 at all. I never ask a woman her age. That's because she's almost 56. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he, he threw he under the bus there. <laughs> but Dr. May and Dr. Tim, if you guys can't see, but if you click on their bio, I know you will see. You guys look amazing if you both are over 50. I mean, I don't want to open a rabbit hole, but I wish people could see. I think you like if, if I look, I'm 42. I'm like, if, if in 10 more years I can look like that, I'm good. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. It's I mean, 
genetics helps, but healthy living and moderation and everything. And I have a few other tips, like make sure you get some good sleep. If, you know, for athletes, people in general, sleep is not pushed enough. And I tell that with my patients as well. And I am all about good sleep, sunscreen. If you're outside doing sports, even if you're out there gardening, sunscreen every day is great. I mean, the best anti-aging thing there is, the sleep, the sunscreen, protect your skin because it's the biggest organ in the body and it gets neglected. Now, my husband on the other hand... Your body. My husband on the other hand doesn't like to wear sunscreen. Yeah, and I've done like... So he's getting a little bit more leathered and weathered, but... I'll just get skin cancers as a protective crust. (laughs) That's what he says. So there you go, a few other medical tips. But yeah, we are... Actually, I'm on the dial back of treating patients. You know, this year turned to 2022, and I'm looking at maybe just changing avenues a little bit. Tim is still in the clinic, and we have been transitioning over the last two years when COVID came in, we were working exclusively almost COVID clinics. We'd been doing urgent care for the last 10, 12 years. And COVID clinics was all we were pretty much doing the last two years. And so that's kind of where we've been at. And then Tim's been helping as well as myself set up a new small clinic in town with a previous resident that's a business partner now. And we're doing a small private set up and it's basically started off with a bang with mostly treating COVID patients with monoclonal antibodies, but as well as urgent care problems. So that's kind of where we're at. Plus the podcast is going. So that's my new side gig. And the goal, if I don't mind, because I want to send people there when, you know, we'll put the links and everything in the bio, the goal of the podcast, if it was to be one kind of, I, I know we have it somewhere here, but the mission statement of your podcast would be what? Well, what does it say? It's like your no-nonsense place for health and healthcare information. And that's really what it is, because there's so much nonsense out there. And, you know, as the smoke Mm -hmm. clears and the pandemic ends and we get back to whatever the normal is going to be, because God only knows what that is, there's going to be even more questions out there. We call it BS Free MD. Yeah, I mean... Because, like, I I have served at every kind of level you can on committees, the parent board of our uh, former place we worked, which was about a billion-dollar-a-year corporation... I did utilization management for insurance companies, all of this kind of stuff. And you start to see behind the curtain and the best healthcare in the absolute world is taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. It's fitness, it's sleep, it's the quality of your relationships. It's all of those good things. That's it. Yeah, it's the combination, as we said, of the physical, mental, as well as spiritual and emotional health is all equally important. So we try to touch on all of that. I want to tread lightly, I think, but I also have some questions. So I'm just going to, I'm going to go ahead and go, because I think you said something that I love that I just heard. We, when the pandemic hit, I thought 6am run possibly is going to go out of business, to be honest with you. And the pandemic hit. And I remember telling my wife, like everyone's, this is really looks bad. Everything's shutting down. And the day I never forget, it was Friday, March 13th, 2020. My daughter was sent home for spring break and everything shut down that Friday, the 13th. You guys probably remember too. And then it was like, we had one sale that day, one. And I was like, I looked at my wife. I was like, we're done. But then what happened was it got a little better as the week went on. I think people kind of started to stabilize, but then the gyms shut down. And even that scared me. But when the gyms shut down, I think everyone was like getting a little stir crazy. And they were like, well, we can go outside and run. That's still allowed. So we started like the hashtag running is not canceled. And like, people were running and they could do that, right? What I love about what you're saying, and this is what I'm, I'm, I'm long-windedly getting there, 
you're saying too, and with this is what we preach. We don't want to take sides. I don't want to be Democrat. I don't want to be Republican, but I know this and correct me if I'm wrong, if you disagree. I always said the one thing at least you can do if you leave your house, obviously there's a chance you're going to get this thing, but at least if you in your home or close to your home can run, take care of your fitness, eat right. The one thing that's in your control is your physical fitness, right? Getting it, not getting it, who's going to die from it, who's not going to die from it, who's, what do they say, uh, asymptomatic, who's not. That was so, it, it just got to the point where no matter what news channel, no matter what side of the thing, like you don't know, I don't know. And if anything, COVID, and I'll say this to share with my audience, COVID made me more in the middle than ever before. But I'll say like, I knew Hami just eat right and exercise every day. That's in my control, in my grasp. That's all I need to at least focus on and do. I think you kind of just touched base on that. Do you want to elaborate? Am I crazy for thinking that way? What do you guys think? Absolutely. And, you know, I wish that was something that was pushed a little bit more, spoke about, you know, because all the things like stay in hand washing, all the basic hygiene stuff was was, was preached. Right. But the one thing that didn't get pushed enough, I believe, is what we should be doing anyway all along for American health is reduce your risk factors in the ways that you can control. And people that are were at higher risk for hospitalization and death were ones that had comorbid conditions, which usually is obesity, high blood sugar, hypertension, things like smoking. So how do you change that? You know, most of it is up to us, which is get active, look at what you're eating, reduce your stressors. Exercise helps with social stressors as well. Get good sleep. So yes, those things are all in our grasp. And I wish the advisors would have focused on that more instead of, you know, pushing the pharma. We won't get into the drugs, the vaccine, but taking care of your health is so important. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that was a stressful time. I remember the beginning we didn't know if it was like the black plague of death and it would be like mm-hmm. zombies going around. And it was frightening. And for people were, it was heartbreaking doing telehealth with them and people are literally panicking and stressed. And we all know how great exercise is in general for your yeah. health. And I was trying to get people to just do something to for their stress, let alone their health. And so to your point, exactly. Yeah. Yes. I mean, with this whole pandemic thing, the best thing you could have done is, uh, one of the best things is taking care of yourself, getting yourself in better shape. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. Like, I would liken it to this, okay? It's like they had, you know, a buckle-up campaign, okay? Drive a well-maintained car, drive a car with airbags, make sure you're wearing your seatbelt. Wear your seatbelt, wear your seatbelt, wear your seatbelt, wear your seatbelt. Well, wearing your seatbelt doesn't matter if you're drunk and texting at the same time. Sure. And and that's kind of what we did. That's a great analogy. You know, we actually had two people that we interviewed. One was in his 80s and he lost 70 pounds because he's like, this thing's not going to take me out. Mm -hmm. And another fellow was a younger person who's incredibly fit. At least he is now when we met him. And he's like, yeah, you know, I saw where this was going and I lost 30 pounds. I'm like, I changed my life. You know, and, and that was the other thing, you know. And sadly, you heard about all these people jokingly on social media talking about the COVID, what, 15 or the COVID 20 from not being able to go into the gym and sitting around getting chubbier and fatter. And that happens. I get it. But, you know, I wish we could have pushed for more creative ways to get healthy. You know, if the gym's closed, what can you do at home? No. 
So here's the beauty of it. I will say this, and because I'm on my side of the industry where I'll tell you, um, and I'll share this information with you guys. So we saw the people that were like going to use it because, hey, I'm home now. I have time to like work out in between Zooms or whatever. So we saw that you couldn't find a dumbbell on Amazon. Like everything was sold out. A buddy of mine couldn't find a bicycle. Like you couldn't find a bicycle. The Peloton gone, yeah. Pelotons are gone. But here's what I'm also seeing to your COVID-15 example. I have a lot of people now, knock on wood, I do hope we're out of this thing, but I have a lot of people now who are coming to us as clients and they're like, I got to get rid of the COVID-15. Now that it's kind of over, I hibernated for two years, didn't go to the gym, didn't care about my fitness. Obviously, knock on wood, so happy a lot of us made it through it. You know, and again, sorry for anyone that didn't and experienced loss. Obviously, I'm very sympathetic to all that. But I love the people that are coming out of it saying, hey, you know how I'm working from home. I would go into the fridge between Zoom calls. I put on some weight. I need some product. I got to get my ass back in shape. I I love hearing that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think you're also seeing a lot of people that are having a a new, excuse my language, but a new oh shit moment. Well, and you know what? The thing is, I always try to spin it positively because it's never too late, you know, to just work on yourself. And if it is that sort of oh shit moment, then sometimes that's what it takes. And it's like, all right, now just start. Just like, just do it. Like, And it's actually really simple. It's really simple. It's just really hard. And that, and that that's yep. difficult. Like, like, honestly, nothing irritates me more in the health and fitness, wellness, whatever these buzzwords are, world, than, you know, here's the secret to weight yeah, loss. Yeah, yeah. Here's the easy way to whatever fitness or easy way to the beach body. It's like, no, if I started a fitness product, I'd call it, this is the hardest damn thing you'll ever do. Dot com. Well, <laughs> well, you know, when we started this company to that point, one thing my wife and I, and I told her, I was not going to on anything promote. Uh, first of all, we don't make a weight loss product. We don't. We do. And you guys are in the medical field and our doctors. We make amino acids. We make a vitamin coffee with vit- your daily vitamins. We make a green tea caffeine for energy. We make products. We don't have a caffeinated weight loss pill like some other companies. And we don't say weight loss on anything. I, I don't want this to be a 6 a.m. plug. But to your point, your butt needs to get up and actually run. That could equal your weight loss. Our products are going to help your muscles recover so you can run. More. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm not trying to make this an ad for 6 same run, but what you just said, Dr. Tim, like that's our core value. There's no magic blue pill or, you know what I mean? It just doesn't exist. And if anyone says it does, it's a quick fix. You know, I'll say this too. I never forget. And we've all, I think, sometimes tried some of these things. I've tried like the hydroxic cuts and things like that. You know, it might help you lose weight. I'm not saying they don't. And I don't mean to knock a a brand. Hopefully I don't get in trouble. But like I know, I remember when I was done that bottle, I had headaches from caffeine withdrawal. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like that couldn't have been good. No. So I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Yeah. And I mean, because it's like, that's the thing. It's like anything you do in life, right? Like the principles are often very, very simple. The implementation is what's hard, whether you're starting a business, whether you're trying to stay married, whether you're getting fit, whether you're losing weight, like whatever the case may be. And, you know, it's not about motivation. It's about ritual. It's about making habits and just doing it. Because even if 85% of the time you don't want to do it, but you still do it, it will become part of your life. It will become a little bit easier to do and then it will change your life and you'll be like, why didn't I start this five years ago or 10 years ago or whatever? 
Yeah, no, I'm so happy to hear you guys say that. We're kind of coming into the final minutes here. This was a great conversation. I actually, I wish I scheduled a little bit longer. There's so much more I feel like we could touch on. If you guys wouldn't, wouldn't mind, maybe in a couple of weeks or months coming back on. And let's definitely schedule maybe an hour. But before we do that, if you guys are doing any telemedicine, also the podcast link, I will put this in the bio. But if you guys could also, when I, we uh, obviously when we uh, edit this episode, but uh, if you guys, please, this is where I would love if you guys could any kind of closing statements and obviously any sites where any individual who wants to hear more can maybe contact you directly. That would mean so much to our audience. You guys are two people who I feel like can really offer a lot of our listeners some value. And I'd hopefully would love if they want to contact you or listen or subscribe to your guys' podcast. Let's have that kind of information here where we can have people come your way. And any final thoughts, if I missed something that you guys wanted to share to our running group? Well, I would just leave what has been like rattling around in my head for the last several months, which is he who suffers, he or she who suffers best suffers least. In other words, you're going to suffer with something. Do you want it with, do you want it to be diabetes over obesity, or do you want the suffering of the activity, which when you're done, you get this rush of, you know, dopamine endorphins. And so that, that's really the key, you know, pick your pain, pick your suffering. Where do you find us, May? Well, you can find us on our website bsfreemd.com. Our podcast is uh, BS Free with Drs. Tim and May Hindmarsh. Just look for BS Free MD on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, all the big podcast platforms. Uh, we are on Instagram and Facebook as well as BS Free MD. Yeah, and you can reach out to us there, message us, and take a listen. Awesome. No, guys, thank you so much for your time. Uh, this is going to be a great one to put up there. And with your area of expertise, I do mean that sincerely. Please, let's have you guys on uh, in a few weeks, if, if open, for another hour. And I'll put everything in the bio. And it was very interesting meeting you. Uh, guys, by the way, I'll say this. I'll end on this. Both Dr. Tim and his wife have asked for some products. So I think the group who's listening <laughs> will say when I send you guys, and we'll email back and forth. I want your guys' address and everything. I'll get you guys some gear and products. I know you guys will like it. And especially with all your activities. Activities. And like I said, we are, you know, the aminos and those are things I hope you recover. You'll, you'll love them. I promise. Outstanding. Can't wait. All right. Thank you guys for your time. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. 